0: listening to Not Good Enough, an inadequate response to inadequate responses. I'm Evie.
1: I'm Tom McLean. I'm Tom Lang, and I'm Mitch Alexander.
0: And we've got Isaac in our headphones fact-checking and hitting publish on his fancy front-page story entitled "Evie Will Never Resign from the Pod." <laughs> I've got I've got a big announcement as well coming up at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to our internalised misogyny episode. Uh, we've got so much to cover this week. I'm really excited about it.
2: I've been wanting to do a girl boss episode for so long, Evie. You have no idea how long I've 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 wanted to do it. All I do is want to do girl boss episodes. They're so good and I respect all girl bosses and love it. And every single person we're gonna be talking about in today's episode is amazing and has actually done nothing wrong, which is the crazy bit about how we're gonna describe them for the rest of the hour.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it it, I feel like the stars of a line this week. Uh, in all the girl bosses uh, encountering misfortune.
2: (laughs) Of course you do. You believe in star signs.
0: (laughs) I do. do. The universe is aligned and unfortunately all these strong women have come to pass with their misfortune.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Looking at the newspaper star signs section and every single one is just an emoji of someone pulling on their collar. (laughs) Just like... (laughs)
1: Just satin on the cusp of ICAC.
0: So let's get straight into the girl boss shenanigans this week. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I should start this section by saying I found out about this when I was in the cafe of a morning uh, looking at the Herald Sun and I saw a picture of Julie Bishop in this very frothy pink gown. Mm. And I was like, okay, Julie Bishop's doing a fashion shoot. Mm. Like, not unusual. <laughs> um, and she was wearing... <laughs> She was wearing (laughs) Yeah, she is an icon.
3: I love being a fashion photographer and just being like, Who's my ideal model? I know, a retired conservative politician. (laughs) That's who I want. Uh,
0: it's it's very strange because, yeah, for the last, like, five or so years, she is for, like she's basically rehabilitated her public image as this sort of, like, cougary fashion icon who works with designers and wears, like, <laughs> fashionable red high heels to parliament that get put in the Australian archives. Um, but, yeah, so this is the context of who, who we're talking about. And she was wearing this dress and doing this photo shoot To raise awareness for Froctober, which is a charity event for um, raising awareness, raising awareness of ovarian cancer. What's that? Yeah, what what the fuck is an ovary? Um. (laughs) Ovarian, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) If only they didn't cancel that reality TV show where the activists got to talk to the UN. One of them maybe could have brought up this thing called cancer, and we'd all know what the fuck they're talking about. Shit.
0: The pictures are pretty amazing because it's not just pictures of her in a dress. She is standing on a pile of lithium in a lithium mine at, <laughs> at the Mount, at the Mount Marion wow. lithium mine in Western Australia. And so she's photographed she's- there. Uh, she She basically is standing on top of a pile of lithium in a ball gown and pink safety boots. The pictures itself mm-hmm. are, like, really funny, but there's, like, a really funny video. Uh, we'll have to link to it because, like, oh, I, I just no. <laughs> I, I just was seeing through time because she's got, like, these bedazzled <laughs> safety goggles, um, <laughs> a, a, a hard hat with a tiara on it. And one thing it doesn't show in the video but it does have in the article about this dress is that this custom red and pink tulle ball gown has words – like empathy and courage oh. <laughs> embroidered <laughs> into
1: the fabric. Well, that's, that's a pretty good symbol because just like Julie Bishop, the empathy and courage are so, so deep under the surface, they may as well not be there. <laughs> yeah. hey.
0: See,
1: like thi-
0: this makes me feel sort of like mixed because the person who designed this dress, he actually has like personal experience with ovarian cancer. So he's actually doing it from a place of, you know, I made this thing that mm. means much like a lot of, you know, has a lot of, personal meaning to me, but it's being worn by a woman who worked as a lawyer who specifically denied compensation to cancer victims who were exposed to asbestos. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Not really sure if we've got the message. This is so weird. Well, I mean,
3: now that she's done that horrifying action, it sort of raises the awareness of cancer there as well. She's very good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mostly raising the awareness of Bishop. But I'm gooped because this is... <laughs> I saw this video, and until you told me just then, Evie, that this was about ovarian cancer awareness, I had assumed this was a video about the minerals industry.
0: Yes, yeah. this is this, yeah. this is the funniest thing. Like, there is no sort of sense of this is for ovarian cancer or for no. October or anything. It is literally Julie Bishop with a minerals uh, advertising minerals WA and standing on top of a lithium a pile of lithium. Uh, There's a really funny quote. Um, While she was at the mine, Julie Bishop encouraged women working on the site to talk about ovarian cancer. The only way to fight silence is to get loud. That's a direct quote.
1: Cool.
0: (laughs) I don't (laughs) (laughs) know. Oh, my God. I I presume getting loud isn't suing their workplace for being exposed (sighs) to cancer-causing natural (laughs) materials, but. It's get
1: loud individually, not as, like, a union.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just
2: the the pure unadulterated spectacle of the whole fucking thing just she looks like an iced vovo having a midlife crisis hey, 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 i hey, fucking hate it
0: I, yeah you i just want to wanna you say You love
2: the dress i don't get I, it not i i love me. the
0: dress i absolutely love it it makes me so mad <laughs> because it, it is like it's actually a current trend at the moment to have like really tall like Big fluffy dresses and I, I love mm. it. It's actually quite similar I'm- to one that January Jones wore from Versace earlier this year. Anyway. Mm, just, that's what just I was thinking. There you go. Showing my know-how there.
2: I do need to make a confession that I think will let down a lot of listeners, but I don't really know how to judge what's a good frock ball dress gown. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> I looked at it and I was just like, oh, okay, sure. Those are contrasting colours. My understanding is it's mostly gauged
3: by how tall the pile of lithium that you're standing on <laughs> is. <laughs>
0: I also, as as a Lily Allen fan, I'm a big fan of, like, ball gowns with, like, trainers or boots or something. It's just, like, it's a vibe I quite like. So, to that, I have to, like, it, I, I regret to say it, but I've got to hand it to Julie Bishop because the fit is just spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and here's
1: the thing. Like, there, there isn't a saying that says money can't buy good clothes and PR because it absolutely can. <laughs> but... I'm just reading that Julie Bishop is actually on the board of uh, a lithium company.
0: Yes, that's correct. Oh, cool. Um
1: so that that may be what, what this is referring to, but it, it just seems so strange. Like that's the thing I can't get by. So hard hat says minerals industry. It doesn't say lithium council. Was this part It doesn't of say faithful? ovarian council? Sorry, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> say <laughs> it doesn't say ovarian council. Ca- I'm just reading lithium, lithium. Um um, was this partly paid for by the minerals industry? Is she doing double duty in raising awareness of rocks? Like what
0: the f- <laughs> is? Is Julie Bishop going to like? Even though she is retired, is she going to walk into parliament with a big lump of lithium and say, "Look, it can't hurt you." <laughs> it doesn't look, look like she this is, is an retired.
2: ovary. Don't be afraid. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and all the men of the Liberal Party. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God. Anyway, yes. Like it's. It, it is true. Like. It, it, like when you look at this ad, you don't think about like anything to do with the cause she's supposedly promoting. It is exclusively Julie Bishop in a big frock um, talking about lithium. It's yeah, yeah it's very strange.
3: <clears throat> and then at this point in the recording, McLean made a cancer joke that afterwards we decided it was a bit too dark. No. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs>
0: Jesus, Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> <Cut that. laughs> I do not endorse that statement. <laughs> no, though, she can go to hell. Yeah, she's a
2: piece of shit. She, this is the big thing as well. D- despite all of this just being fucking box ticking for some fucking mineral board that she's on and for her to raise her profile, she was also a minister in one of the worst Australian governments we ever fucking had mm-hmm. that demonised, tortured and killed refugees. Absolutely fucked Julie Bishop
3: yeah. from yeah. here to oh, eternity.
2: Did, did we forget earlier when we were talking about
3: how she was a lawyer defending the corporations that gave a bunch of people asbestos poison. I
0: actually need to give (laughs) some detail to that for our listeners who may not know. Back in the 1980s, she was uh, a lawyer who defended the asbestos mining and using company CSR. You may know them for sugar, but they're generally like in natural resources. Uh, So it was against the workers and the Australian Workers' Union was seeking compensation for the cancer that all these workers got. And the CEO of CSR basically said – even if the workers die like flies, they will never be able to pin anything on CSR. These are just reprehensible people. And Julie Bishop specifically was saying things (laughs) like she doesn't (laughs) understand, like if they're going to die anyway, why should they get priority to get compensation? Like, (laughs) <laughs> We're dealing with weapons-grade sociopathy here. They
2: won't even be able to spend the money. Who gives a shit? Just strapping on her pink work boots and going into court. Fuck them! <laughs> like,
3: yeah. She was ugh. deputy leader of the Liberal Party for, like, what, what's this, 2007 to 2018. This is during Turnbull, Tony Abbott, like... Fuck off.
0: Yeah, she came very <laughs> close. This is like
3: really, like government that dispenses death in a lot of different ways. She she's a very, very evil person for any meaningful definition of evil. Mm. There's there's yeah, there's nothing there.
0: Yeah.
2: But she can wear a
0: dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She can bloody wear it.
1: <laughs> you do have to <laughs> hand it to her. You can't deny the girl <laughs> business. <laughs>
0: More adventures in girl boss misdeeds and mishaps. Um, miss
1: misdeeds, I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, misdeeds. <laughs> oh, we got a sh- we got a show title. We- <laughs> so
0: this was actually quite surprising because it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, as everyone knows, everyone who's anyone has a podcast these days, obviously. Um, <laughs> Amen. And. Traditional media people are starting to move into having their own podcasts as well. Mostly, it seems, for vanity purposes. Like, newsreaders don't really need a podcast. If you have, like, (laughs) an ongoing... If you have an ongoing (laughs) place where you are listened to by the public, you don't really need a podcast. Anyway, Jessica Wait a
1: minute, the proletariat are talking to each other? I want in on this. Yes.
0: (laughs) So... Jessica Rowe, who, like, okay, who the fuck is Jessica Rowe, first of all? She's, <laughs> she's been a newsreader and journalist for a long, long time. I remember her as being a news presenter for Channel 10 in the 90s. She presented, like, the 5 o'clock news. So she's is been, she a girl bus? She Look, she is. Like, her Instagram would seem to suggest that. She, like, all during lockdown, she's like, been cheering people up and putting on a happy face and putting on a frock and really like uplifting all the wine mums. But, <laughs> look, that's not fair. She is a serious journalist. She's been on Weekend Sunrise as a news presenter. Um, <laughs> 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 in, t- in 2013, she was also co-hosting Studio 10 with Ida Butrow, Sarah Harris and Joe Hildebrand. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So this is a very. Stacking this, up. this is a very serious person who understands the impact that you know her research mm. and her her reach has on the community. <laughs> anyway, she's had a podcast now for not that long. I think like less than a year, um, where she just interviews people about their Ariger. life. Yeah, I know. Like she gets some real experience. Um, <laughs> her podcast is called the Jess Rowe Big Talk Show Podcast. So oh, okay. it's just just getting on her mates and having a chat. Like it's a bit of a mm. cup of tea kind of episode. Yeah. So mm. she's had a couple of, you know, showbiz people on, but out of nowhere this week she dropped an episode with Australian Senator Pauline Hanson.
2: Hey. For the
3: international listener, Pauline Hanson's like the main racist one in a group of people who are like all super
1: racist. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she's known entirely for being racist.
0: She um someone who has moved through various people who she's decided to be racist towards in the last 20 years.
3: Um, oh, she switches it up for sure. Oh, yeah, she, she, she's also like a big fraudster, and you don't even have to say allegedly. Like she went to prison for fraud for Ooh. a while. Uh,
0: very Al Capone areas. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so when she dropped the link um, on Twitter, she said she her latest guest was Pauline Hanson, and the description was she talks about love, raising kids, and why she keeps going. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, oh, oh yeah. This isn't a podcast about politics. This is just Mm. us talking mano a mano. We're just, like, you know, having a, you know, real lovely chat. And as you can expect, everyone's just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Can (laughs) you not
3: put Pauline Hanson on your – that's a shit guest, mate.
0: What could you possibly have to say to Pauline Hanson or talk about with Pauline Hanson? And also this is the woman who is personally responsible in her own way for the – destruction at the family court in Australia. So right? her talking yeah. about raising kids and her mm-hmm. stupid son, who is also part of that conversation of disrupting the family court, not really sure what there is to talk about that. Anyway.
3: That's also, it's, it's just like, oh, what are we talking about? We're talking about love. It's good. Raising kids, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And why she keeps going, oh, I hate Asians and Muslims so <laughs> much. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to leverage that into making a bunch of money. So
0: when whenever, like, someone like Pauline Hanson gets platformed on seemingly progressive platforms, there's always the same conversation, which is most people trying to explain to Jessica Rowe, hey, this is actually perhaps <laughs> a bad idea. Like She's
3: earnestly a bad person, no? Jessica Rowe.
0: <laughs> she, it's like, and people spend a lot of time explaining to Jessica Rowe and whenever this happens to white women in general – why it's generally a bad idea to platform people who are racists, who are bigots, who continually use their own sort of means of power to spread hate. I responded by saying this looks like shit because (laughs) I I don't have the time anymore. I'm so fucking sick of having this conversation with women all the time, of telling them earnestly – Just with respect, this is actually a bad idea and just constantly feeling like I need to plead every single time, hey, have you considered that maybe this is a bad idea? And when it happened, when it happened, um, you know, Jessica got this whole bunch of like, you know, replies from people just, you know, and I will say this, she did not in that thread at least get like much in the way of like misogynistic verbal abuse. It was mostly just people telling her, this is bad and here's why. And a lot of people doing, putting a lot of good faith into it. So Nikki Some Louis, people were just telling
2: her it looks like shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, me. It looks like shit. yeah. yeah Grace Tame, Nikki Louie, like putting in the effort to tell her, hey, here's why this is bad. Um, I have to admit, like, of course, I'm I'm happy for people to try and educate Jessica Rowe on why this is a bad idea, but I – I'm Like I said, I'm so sick of having to earnestly try to explain how she was wrong. It's just the futility mm. of it. Like, mm. do, why should I waste my time every single time having to do this over and over again? If you put controversial in the description, you know what you're doing. You, knew, you know that this is going to get blowback.
2: That's the fucking thing. When you talk about these conversations you have to have time and time again, they're not happening in private. It's not like this is slowly leaking out to people, especially in Jessica Rose's position. She absolutely knows why it's a bad idea to have Pauline Hanson on. She was licking her lips at the opportunity to have this controversy drum up about her podcast. And she wanted to get a little bit spicy, a little bit and And the conversations have been happening for fucking decades about why Pauline Hanson should fuck off forever. It's It's insane that there is a opportunity for people to in good faith Try to engage with people like Jessica Rowe Because like if you don't, as we'll see There is this fucking pylon that happens happens from the right wing Obviously in bad faith About like, oh, they're being very mean about it Why don't they try to
1: be nice about it It's like,
2: we fucking did For a very long time now
1: And then you're in jail, you know it's it's yeah. this thing where the you know, super right-wing people like Pauline Hansen and other sort of racists will will use this plausible deniability thing of, oh can't we just have a conversation about it? In which I try to convince you that certain races are less worthy of human rights. It's like, no, we can't. We tried that, and then we <laughs> invaded Normandy, you know? We should have a conversation about whether I can pour some poison into dinner, right? Yeah. Like let's <laughs> just let's just have that talk. Why do we never talk about if poison might be okay? It's like, we can have that conversation, but the conversation is short. It goes like this. No.
0: No. I'm just going to read out her apology. Well, actually, I should rephrase that. I'm just going to read out her response, um, which she put out like about 24 hours after she posted the link. There has been much reaction and comment to my podcast conversation with Pauline Hanson today. Pauline's political views are the opposite of mine. I have never agreed with her on those issues. Never will. Kindness is at the heart of who I am. Amongst mm. the comments today, I heard from some who I admired more enormously, including Nikki Louie and Grace Tame, and I want to thank them for the, especially for their candour. This will be the start of a bigger conversation for me and with those who this topic directly affects. I've asked Listener, which is her podcast um, host, to remove the episode ASAP. Thank you, everyone, Jess. Now, there's two mm. things there. First of all, listen back to that, dear Listener, and ask, uh, I want to ask you, where is the apology in that, <laughs> in that message, there is none.
1: Or even an admission of fault. They're, she's just saying, oh, everyone has uh, opinions and I've re- removed the episode. Just
3: tripping an old lady as she's trying to climb up some stairs and then saying, well, kindness is at the heart of who I am. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>
0: and secondly, I mentioned Nikia and Grace and she shouted them out in that letter. One thing that I think a lot of white women and white feminists don't realise is that when they are called out on their actions in doing something like this, a lot of the time they redirect the scorn towards them in responding to it. And I don't know if it's deliberate or not. I couldn't possibly speculate on that. But mentioning Nakia and Grace in this message focuses the right-wing energy onto them because then they're the ones who get targeted for cancelling Jessica Rowe.
2: Fuck, I didn't even Mm. think of that. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and like, again, I, I couldn't possibly tell you whether that's a deliberate thing or not, but it happens all the time because they're the ones who put in the work to tell her why she was wrong. And the fallout from Jessica posting this episode, and it's so predictable, like clockwork, I know that as soon as they took down that, uh, that episode, um, there's going to be like, you know, a mountain of right-wing coverage of it. And there was in The Australian. Yeah, they absolutely. specifically talked about it being cancelled.
2: The other thing that got me about that uh, non-apology, that statement, was how the, the galling attitude in the middle of it about now is when we're going to be starting a conversation that I yes. will lead and I will be the hero of, and we're going—I'm going to have that conversation with the people it affects. It's like yes. you didn't think to have that conversation before you fucking platformed Pauline Hansen. You didn't think to do any amount of research into how that conversation has been happening for. With with Pauline Hanson in particular for 25 fucking years and with any person of color for the last fucking 50, no, now I get to be the champion in this and, oh, boy, I'm going to be good. I'm just yeah. going to be the best.
0: I- I'm glad you mentioned that particularly because that sentence specifically is how I know she's not dumb in that I know she knew what she was doing in throwing this cat amongst the pigeons. She knows that like, like, once she does this, it's like, oh yeah, there's going to be a whole cycle where everyone's attacking me and I can just be the great hero who solves racism with a good podcast.
3: She's also, it's so weak that she's like, this will be the start of, so so there's sort of two ways to interpret this will be the start of a bigger conversation for me and with those who this topic directly affects, that's like... One is a bit of a deluded, like, oh now you're starting this conversation. Mm. But I think if you interpret it as being a bit more introspective, oh yeah, you know, I'd not thought about this Mm. before, this will be the start of a bigger conversation for me and with those who the topic directly affects. Like, I'll start talking to people who are maybe non-white and really start Mm. to understand racism. Like, aren't you an adult? (laughs) How have you not started the conversation of whether racism is bad? Aren't you a journalist that interviews people? She's just popping up, oh, I'm sorry, I'm new. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well, this is the thing you come across is, and you see this on like Twitter where people go, why is nobody talking about how M is a bit sexist? And it's like, ah, uh, we have, we did that for 20 years. You just weren't yeah. alive yet. Like whenever, <laughs> whenever you have the urge to be like, wow, this is a bit weird. Why is no one talking about this? Assume that they have at length um, and look into that. And then if you find they haven't, then maybe, but, but don't start that conversation and that journey of discovery. On your podcast with Pauline Hansen. <laughs> I think you that's know? genuinely some of the
2: best life advice you can ever get. The, the best and only thing I took away from my postgraduate research is if you have a good idea, someone else has already had the same yeah. idea, but better. You don't always know look shit. into shit. You don't know <laughs> shit. We, you're you're as dumb as fuck we all are. Please look into this shit. P- someone
0: worked
1: you. this out in the 80s. <laughs> yes. Nearly Always.
0: To steal the conversation point from our uh, our friends at Boonta Vista, we don't know shit about fuck. And we're all just (laughs) learning. We're learning all the time. And it's important to come from that spot. But also, like, you can't main character yourself in saying, why is nobody talking about this? You have to think, hey, maybe I should look it up to see if people were talking about this before I just go off shooting my mouth.
3: This is such a thing across... So many different fields. Like this is a real thing in like activism as well. Yeah. Of people like identifying some issue and being like, nobody's addressing this issue. I'm going to start a new organization mm. that's addressing this <gasps> issue. Instead of being like, do it, Evie. The first thing to do is look for the people who are already doing it because they are definitely already mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And you you just go and support them. Oh no, but my idea is the best one. Nah. <laughs> A hundred percent it isn't.
0: (laughs) My friend Nevena, who's uh, also, we're both co-conveners of the Victorian Pride Lobby, um, back in April, she actually said, um, you should reconsider launching your own charity. There's already 56,000 registered charities Mm -hmm. in Australia. Aren't you sure that there isn't an organisation or 10 just doing exactly what you do? Could you be using Mm -hmm. your time and platform and money and resources to support the cause directly? Like, think of all the startup bros who are like, this is an issue that I'm passionate about. I'm going to make an app. like.
1: <laughs> I'm going to make a bus. I'm going to start an app that plants trees. <laughs> Finally, someone's
3: going to start talking about ovarian cancer. <laughs> that is one that has really gone under the radar so far.
0: <laughs> a good point to mention in this particular context is Tracy Spicer, who is, again, another journalist in Australia, um, who at the start of the Me Too movement in Australia said, hey, come to me with all your stories and we'll, we'll start up a new foundation where we can talk about all these things. Mm. And that fall out from that because she obviously had no experience with it and did not go to the appropriate organisations that all existed there to support survivors. Like if you think that you're going to main character yourself and start this yourself – Not only are you excluding people who already work in that space and have the tools and the means to, you know, support others, you're going to crash and burn.
2: Mm. And and ruin the movement.
3: Yeah. Just end up in this sort of situation where you've got, like, you've set up a thing where you're just like, okay, we've got now two established things that are addressing the same movement and we're going to compete with them for some reason. Yeah. Like, that's also constantly happening in the sort of charity space of, like, different charities on the same course because there's so much sort of crowding in there, elbowing each other out of the way mm. because they want to be the charity that fixes it instead mm. of being like, oh, we're, we're working on the same shit. Let's, like, just merge and be the same cha- No, 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 no.
0: Sounds an awful lot like communism to me.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to be the charity that fixes racism because it would look really good on your CV. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: As I just wanted to go back just um, before we wrap up on this. Um, I wanted to mention something. Um, a friend of mine um, called Bez, who is also a radio producer. Um, she said specifically about this and like Jessica's response and everything. She said, "I hate seeing black energy wasted on all these people playing dumb. Mm. Uh, like all her, all mm. of Pauline Hanson's quotes and work." available mm. out there on the internet there's no educating to do no one needs there's to waste new. yeah no one needs to waste their time telling Jessica what's wrong and like clearly this mm. isn't the end of it but if anything white allies should be putting in the work to make sure that mm. like you know this shit doesn't happen again and i when i say mm. that i don't mean necessarily white activists i mean fucking everyone in the industry <laughs> don't keep on falling for this shit over and over again and she's, like, yeah. Jessica is a, a, you know, we've made jokes about it, but she is a journalist with decades of experience. That She's been a journalist for longer than I've been alive. And in this particular context, she is an entire team for a podcast. She has researchers. She has producers. She has all these people who could have said to her, hey, maybe don't have Pauline Hansen on your podcast. And if she wanted to do the work, she could have done it. But she didn't, and now that's we all know about this podcast, and that's it. Yeah.
3: That's, yeah. that's the sort of thing where of, of, like, experience isn't just a general thing. Like, she's got decades of experience of turning a blind eye to racism.
1: Mm.
3: And so she's <laughs> obviously very good at it. Yeah. And
1: yeah. I think at this point, this isn't journalism, and a lot of these people aren't journalists. They're content creators. Yeah. And this is shit journalism, <laughs> but it's great content.
3: Right, if she's advertising it as journalism, but the whole point of the podcast is, I don't talk about the areas where we disagree. Yeah. I talk about love and raising kids. Like, okay,
1: <laughs> like no one. Paul, here's the thing about Pauline Hanson: is she, other than the racism and the politics, she's not even an interesting or charismatic person. Like, you, if you, if you get on someone who's who's really like some cool Hollywood actor with great stories and a charismatic speaking presence who also happens to be super problematic, you can be like, oh, but I just wanted to talk to Johnny Depp about all his crazy movie experience. Yeah, but he's shit. Like, but Pauline Hanson, you can't be like, I want to talk about her fish and chip shop experience. <laughs> I want to talk about her. Like, what else is there? I, I literally can't think of anything well, else other than she's kind of a bogan, came from a fish and chip shop background, majorly racist, and then has been in politics that for 25 lame. years. yes.
2: That's the thing. This is my fucking bugbear, as well with Annabelle Crab and that fucking kitchen politics bullshit. Oh, All this is doing, is normalising and rehabilitating the image of fucking horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. When we talked about how Pauline Hanson was switching between like the races that she hated, she was around in the 90s, hated on Asians, virulent racist, horrible. Tony Abbott conspired to send her to jail and was successful because they were worried about how she was stealing <laughs> votes from the Liberal Party. No side to barrack for, so I just applaud the whole situation. But she comes back as very anti-Muslim. And places like fucking Sunrise have her back on before she gets back into politics. And they have her on and they give her an air of legitimacy and they go, well, she is someone who used to be a politician. Let's hear what she has to say. And people see that. And they go, oh, look, there's someone who we can listen to and trust. And then when they get into the nitty gritty or when they do fucking podcasts like Big Talk, they go, oh, she's just like me. She's just a person. So I guess when she wields power, she's a normal, nice person wielding power. And maybe when she says something terrible and fucked, maybe it's not as bad as it seems or maybe it's a view that I can take on board. That's why, Jessica Rowe doing this is really fucking horrible. It's not just, oh, you had a shit guest on. It normalises and, uh, and rehabilitates the image of very fucked people who deserve to have bad public images. Yeah. Yeah, the opening to that podcast is like, a lot of people, when they think Pauline
3: Hanson, think horrible racist. <laughs> but I want you to think horrible racist and mother. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, don't forget, she was also on Dancing with the Stars.
2: Hmm. Yeah, <sighs> yes, that's what I mean there, There's two sides to it It's not just well, What are you going to talk to her about the politics It's like, doesn't matter Have her dogshit idiot views on anywhere And then just go Also, you're a, a bit of fun, aren't you? And it doesn't matter if she isn't Just asking her if she is a bit of fun Is enough for people to go Oh, maybe she's a bit of fun Like, it's shit. Uh, It's dog shit. uh, She should uh, be a social pariah. Fuck off out of the country. Don't uh, live in an ocean somewhere.
3: (laughs) Fuck out of the country.
2: Revoke her The greatest irony of all would be if she was kicked (laughs) out of the country, McLean.
0: So, on Friday, during our sad little lockdown lives, we're all just waiting for something to happen, suddenly got two news alerts. First of all, that the Independent Commission Against Corruption in New South Wales was going to be investigating Gladys Berejiklian. Nice. Within 20 minutes, we also got a <laughs> notification that Gladys, poor old Gladys, was going to be hosting a press conference. So oh, yeah. what, could she, what, what could Gladys possibly have to say?
2: New South Wales is signing up to a massive submarine deal with America and the UK. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so unfortunately, for all girl bosses across the land, Gladys has resigned big f in the chat for all girl bosses <laughs> who wish to have a respectful relationship with people that they work with who also happen to be the people that represent them at any sort of corruption hearings so <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jess Rowe could have her on and it could be the Jess Rowe big
0: f show oh Sorry. she <laughs> absolutely will have her on i i oh, have yeah. full confidence that gladys will eventually appear a, a really funny thing that happened is um Coincidentally, um, Gladys actually appeared on the cover of Australian Financial Review's magazine. I think it's like a monthly <laughs> magazine, um, and it was called the Power issue. And there was like a big
3: cesarean,
0: um, like, like would you describe it as Julius Caesar, like the description of like someone's? Like, oh, sarcasm?
3: that kind of cesarean, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> oh.
0: usually, usually, that uh, word means yeah, different. <laughs> so I'm going to like rephrase it because it doesn't sound right okay caesar-esque caesar-esque that's a good one okay so um she appeared on the cover of the australian financial reviews monthly magazine uh and it was called the power issue and there was a Mm. like you know really glamorous side profile caesar-esque photo of her um where it promoted all the premiers as being like in the power rankings australia wide or something i don't even how do you even say how much power someone has i Politics well, is sport. <laughs> it's like and, a, it's yeah. it's the
2: same way you do it when like when the draft pick comes up for players. And it's like Ooh, oh, Gladys Berejiklian is going to be the top pick this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Premier tipping. Yeah. Thank
0: you for explaining <laughs> it in terms that I understand. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: good because I don't understand <laughs> those terms, but I think it's right. She's she's speedy, but not great at passing. You know,
0: <laughs> it's pretty funny that it like it happened at exactly the same time that she is now not only Oops. resigned from um being the premier of New South Wales, but resigning from Parliament entirely. Yeah, she just
1: up and left. She quit. Yeah. That's the problem with, with printing propaganda. You've got to be quick about it because at <laughs> any moment, we could be at war with East Asia and then you've got to redact everything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like recording a podcast on Sunday and releasing it midweek. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but we tell the truth, which doesn't change. That's true, yeah.
2: Also, these jokes are timeless, folks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But no, this is this has been, like, coming for a while. If anyone remembers uh, the ICAC inquiry that uh, Gladys Berejiklian was in a couple of months ago now, where uh, her, her ex... It was like a year ago, wasn't it? I don't know. Time doesn't matter. Um, mm. Yeah, her, She was in a secret relationship with a guy called Daryl Maguire, who used to be a New South Wales MP, and he had, like, perennial loser energy. Like, he was the side mm-hmm. character in a HBO crime series, always asking the main character for money. He was in debt for, like, a million and a half, <laughs> and he was always trying to use his office to Rich himself, and he was in a secret relationship with Gladys Berejiklian before she became Premier of New South Wales, and then she became uh, Premier, and they stayed in the relationship. And Mm. it was this uh, like that's that is that is a HBO series. That is like that's the next Underbelly. Ten years from now, Underbelly Gladys, Um, but it's more like vape. Yeah, and so like you know, he was always like trying to tee up these things in amongst like you know, skirting the law and then being outright corrupt and and trying to like profit off of deals and using his partner's office to enrich himself. And at Uh. the last ICAC investigation, which Gladys Berejiklian wasn't under investigation for, so couldn't be tried with anything and couldn't take it Mm -hmm. further, there was phone calls where he's just like, "I'm gonna do a big crime," and she's like, (laughs) "I don't need to know about that." And don't (laughs) tell me about the crime, honey. <laughs> lawyers one. are like, so what, what do you mean by that? And she's like, why didn't you want to know? He's like, oh, because I was bored with what he was talking about. It's like, shut mm. the fuck up. <laughs> you Go are on. corrupt as well. We know you are. And I just.
1: I, He's I- always going on about his crimes. <laughs> yeah, oh, so- man. <sighs>
2: but so now ICAC oh, have Christ. opened an investigation into essentially her side of this whole thing. Men will
0: literally talk to their premier girlfriends about their crimes (laughs) instead of going to
2: therapy. (laughs) Or Or jail. Or consolidating their loans um, and their debt. But so they've said that they are going to... um, (laughs) They're investigating whether between 2012 and 2018 Miss Berejiklian engaged in conduct that, quote, constituted or involved a breach of public trust by exercising public functions relating to a public role and a private personal relationship with Mr. Maguire. Um, and they're also going to be uh, examining if she engaged in conduct that constituted or involved the dishonest or partial exercise of any of her official function and or a breach of public trust or blah, 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 blah. She was on phone calls saying, please don't tell me about the corrupt bit. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> So Mitch, good. I'm sorry.
1: So now <laughs> it's illegal to be in love? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> now it's illegal for a powerful woman to try and find love?
3: <laughs> yes. This, uh,
1: yes. I just want to shed a little bit of light on the
3: corruption investigation into into um Bloody Darwin McGuire! This is, this is this is October last year when some of these insane memes were coming out because mm-hmm. do, I, I just I just remembered this one bit where there was like they they needed some like messages or something and it turns out that he'd run over his iPhones and oh! iPad with yeah! a tractor <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> like, yes, it was that's that the guy. guy. <laughs> that's, I'm, yeah. that's the guy. <laughs> if you remember that, here's, that's that's the. It's not that it's parts of it are an HBO series. Parts of it. <laughs> are not an HBO series. Parts of them are Comedy Central. Like <laughs> Parts of, like part of it are a robot chicken sketch,
0: right? Yes. <laughs> that was so funny. I just remember him being like turning up and being like, yeah, got crushed by a tractor. Don't know what to tell yeah, you. Daisy. <laughs> that's
1: some Barnaby Joyce level shit.
0: Yeah, I was just about like, to say,
2: ben, ben Robert Smith taking notes. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, that flies, does it? Oh, that's yeah, <laughs> sick.
1: And, and so this is, like, this is like a year ago or something. And so- <laughs> Gladys has been in power as premier while the media works so hard to be like, oh, she's bloody killing it. She's a girl boss. She's great. She's the premier we need. While everybody goes... Yeah, but we all know she was in a relationship with corrupt guy who's, like, overtly corrupt and not even in a cool, smart way. Oh, but haven't
3: like, all of us had a bad boyfriend,
0: Lang? <laughs> it's like in The
1: Simpsons where everyone forgets the next episode where Mr Burns tried to poison the town's water supply and they go, ah, he's just always doing that, but that's okay. Let's vote him in as mayor <laughs> kind of thing. Like... But that's Springfield. This is New South Wales.
2: (laughs) Before before we hit the media's absolutely insane response to everything that happened, just jumping off the back of you saying that it, it was a year ago that we had all that sort of stuff. It was also a year ago that Gladys was sitting in an ICAC investigation, listening to her phone calls like that. And so I can't help but think that for a year she's been going, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's happening at some point soon. And just to remind everyone, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, this is a direct quote from the Sydney Morning Herald, is dating the lawyer who represented her at a corruption hearing into her former boyfriend, Daryl Maguire. There is no chance they have not spent the last year <laughs> trying to figure out how the fucking they're going to avoid an ICAC hearing into her own shit. They have to have been stressed the entire time. And that, I, I think explains retrospectively the Ruby Princess fiasco. Don't care about the timelines. That's what I reckon. The the crushing weight of it meant that she was slipping up all the time and that's why New South Wales didn't have the gold standard of corona, but they also do. Lost the thread on this metaphor. But it's funny (laughs) to me that she has entirely been stressed for a very long time. I love it.
3: I kind of feel like there's basically you know, a really high percentage of Australian MPs who are like, it, whether they're actively being investigated or not for corruption, are really just like on a knife edge at all times. Oh, like, yeah. I think yeah. that if you got a directory of parliamentary mobile phone numbers and texted like, <laughs> we're sprung, move quickly, <laughs> to basically like any <laughs> of them, like
1: 80% of those responses would be starting shit. Oh, 100%. Yeah, the private jets would go out of the airport like dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear, Gladys I spent a year being like, have I fucking gotten away with that?
3: That's, yeah, I everyone? reckon
1: that's more of it no, I think no i pulled it off no. And and I reckon the whole lawyer thing She's probably just pulling her get out of jail schemes From like bad episodes of Remington Steel Where she's like I'm pretty sure if we're in a relationship They can't try us for the same crime <laughs> right? That's like double jeopardy Every deputy. single
3: time no, He's I- like
2: we already have lawyer client privilege
1: like, oh, Just to be safe
2: though <laughs> No for no. real like, A New South Wales premier definitely knows how slow these things go I think like a year after it is actually Pretty Quick as far as ICAC sort of stuff goes, so mm. there's there's no way she wasn't aware. She was stewing in it for a year, and that's delightful to
1: me. Ah, she's been blindsided.
0: Uh, can we talk about <laughs> our favourite part of anything happening in Australia, which is the takes? We got- uh, Media uh, response. Let's go. So, so many uh, yes. takes.
1: <laughs> go, Evie. Here's some takes.
0: Uh, I, I, I'm just I'm so I'm just frothing at the bit, mostly because I want to say my favourite one. I'm going to read it word <laughs> for word. Um, it is. I, I called it the lasagna of tweets because there's so many layers of it. The top, the top layer being that it's said by Daisy Turnbull, who is Malcolm Turnbull's daughter. Read the daughter.
1: tweet first.
0: So, <laughs> quote. My eight-year-old just asked if boys can be premiers. Thank you so much, Gladys, for making that a question a kid in New South Wales has to ask. You will always be a role model to so many young women and men even if they don't realise it. Mm. Shut Mm. the fuck up. So funny. And it is... Note for note, exactly like a really terrible tweet that happened when um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, which is infamously known as the Ru- Ruth Cunder Forever tweet. Um, a- and so it is our Gladys Cunder Forever moment. I'm just very <laughs> yeah. happy about Not. that.
1: <laughs> Except Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. She wasn't, like, tried for corruption.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's insane. That's Daisy fucking Stacey Turnbull. Insane. Your kid's dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I <boy> brimish?
3: <laughs> You're just trying to curry favour. I can see right
1: through it, you horrible little child. Her kid is a Turnbull. they yeah. bloody, they yeah. raise him, they raise him young.
3: Yeah, this is Daisy Turnbull, Malcolm Turnbull's daughter. Like, the- <laughs> This is a family that, like, he's asked that question and she's been like, excellent. You know, I've trained you well in statecraft. You're you're playing (laughs) the cards.
2: Yeah, this glassy-eyed eight-year-old walking out, being like, mother, can boys be premier? Send a tweet. And she's like, yes, mother. (laughs) If I ask if
3: boys be premiers, will that play well with the masses?
1: (laughs) Some frigging Crusader Kings 3 stuff. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. So it's it's not just Daisy Turnbulls who's saying this. It's everyone who... (laughs) May I remind everyone, this is a woman who has resigned due to allegations of, like, significant corruption. And she's getting all these accolades from, like, both the media, from other MPs, um, all about how she's just a great person. It's like, maybe reconcile?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait until the
3: case. (laughs) (laughs) She's- it's not just the Daryl Maguire stuff. Is like, that's the stuff that she's being investigated for. But this is, like, she's, she's, she's constantly dogged with, like, you know, oh, she said this, like, she p- got accused of, like, pork barreling because they found some uh, papers that were, like, suggesting that funds mm. were improperly distributed. And she went out and she was, like...
2: Yeah, I did that.
3: It's yeah, not illegal. Yeah. It's like fuck uh, fuck you.
2: I, th- <laughs> why are you getting mad about this pork barreling? We've been doing it for decades. And then she walked yeah, off. She was
3: like, "Oh, I okay. said it's not something the community likes, but it's an accusation I will wear. It's uh, not unique to our government. It's not an illegal practice. Unfortunately, it does happen from time to time by every government." Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You did it on purpose. You can't say unfortunately. No, it's just bad luck that I did it. It's just bad luck that I was corrupt. It's bad luck that I was illegal. Premier. Just a
0: thing that happens just uh, just yeah. without any further context to that.
3: But now the Anti-Corruption Commission is being like, maybe that's bad and the Australians reporting headlines of, lynch mob takes down yet another political career.
2: The ICAC yeah. I- I- and not fuck? a lynch mob! What
1: the yeah. fuck? Well, it also didn't take her down, she quit. They went, uh, Gladys, alright, uh, we're going to call it, can we see your cards? And she went, okay, I'm out. I'm out." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the-
3: Shari Markson as well. Lynch mob takes down yet another leader. ICAC has left New South Wales rudderless and has robbed the people of a popular premier at a time of crisis yeah. and uncertainty. A law under th- unto themselves. Oh. ICAC is addicted to power and the publicity of the bombshell political stuff. A law Fuck. unto themselves. Popular They're premier. Not, the, the law <laughs> <laughs> unto themselves.
2: ICAC is a legis- like <laughs> They are the legal system. <laughs> they investigate
0: corruption through the courts because they... Ha! Ah. Ha! Uh, oh, once again, boy. once again, it, they said, Sherry Markson said popular premier. This is a premier who is roundly seen to be responsible for New South Wales responding too slowly to the second <laughs> wave of coronavirus that is, like that has for the last few months, swept the entire state. I'm not sure in what planet she would be considered popular.
1: I mean, it's propaganda. It's Sky. In her own electorate, she is
2: popular, and there is enough, like, showing in the polling that she is oddly popular. And, like, the the whole thing about this manufacturing consent that we saw as soon as she fucking stepped down... um, of like, if you say it enough times, enough people just come to believe it has received wisdom. At Channel 9, while I was watching the live stuff, mm-hmm. saying that the people of New South Wales have come to love her. They feel they know her. And like, she's leaving because of corruption. Can you at least frame it as this once beloved figure has betrayed the trust of the people that yeah. she governed for fuck's sake? Like, it is it is terrifying that... like. This is the other thing we mentioned briefly as well. When the ICAC investigation came out, um, well, when she had to fucking front the ICAC investigation and it was revealed that she was very corrupt with her partner, she came out and tried the line of, hey, that's my personal life and I have made some mistakes <laughs> with love. And uh, the media just went, oh, she sure has. Leave her alone. She's got, she's time to grieve. The financial <laughs> review had her on the fucking couch being like, what a powerful, independent woman. Who can, who can blame her for not having the time to figure out her love life? Let let her get on with the job and they're doing it again now and i can't not believe that some people at least will be affected by that and be like oh yeah she's all right yeah it's a real thing that
3: the 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 people think they know her i think i
2: know her
0: (laughs) i'm like
3: (laughs) mega corrupt yeah
2: corrupt (laughs) politician
0: i think it's part of the reason why people like her or are being conditioned to like her is because also this is just New South Wales in general, I have an interesting fact about New South Wales, which might add some colour to this. <laughs> no Premier of New South Wales has served a full term one election to another since Bob Carr's second term, which was in <laughs> 1999 to 2003. So every, every election since 2003, the incumbent Premier at the next one was a different person. Inclusive of 2003 and Carr, that's eight Premiers, and five elections come 2023. Uh,
3: so if you're voting for the first time in the next New South Wales election, you have never seen a Premier run a full term. Yeah, And the
0: last – and the other thing, the last Liberal Premier in New South Wales to serve a term from one election to the other was Nick Grenier between the 1988 election and the 1991 election. Wow. And that was, called, and that was called early by him himself. Like, New South Wales is so funny. Like, a uh, yes. – uh, uh, I lived in Sydney before I moved to Melbourne ten years ago, and my entire recollection of New South Wales politics is, "Oh, we've got a new premier again. Cool. Like that's it."
3: <laughs> this yeah. is kind of the take that Crikey ran with in their opposite. This is an in- this, this, is, this is just this like is a- fucked.
2: They shit the bed th- on this. They're entirely. supposedly
3: Amazing. like a left-leaning article, but they've they've had some really weird stuff to say uh, recently. But this one, the, this 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 headline: Gladys Berejiklian, a glittering career undone by two disastrous mistakes. Judgments. Mm. It's like clearly they're adopting a stance here, but the, 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 whatchamacallit, the sort of leading paragraph there just has so much to unpack. The mm. resignation of Gladys Berejiklian as New South Wales Premier is the consequence of a staggering misjudgment by a politician who, until 2020, could have been a historic figure in a state traditionally riddled with corruption. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? What She was also corrupt.
2: Yeah. She <laughs> was... The, the, the framing, uh, The framing by Crikey of the, these two disastrous misjudgments are uh, that um, one of them was the pork barrelling that we mentioned before, just sort of like admitting it and saying it out loud. And then this other misjudgment is the ongoing corruption with a boyfriend <laughs> for years. That's not a misjudgment. That is a calculation. That is yeah. a determined judgment to be corrupt. this It's not like That's a misjudgment is I have an ICAC investigation opened about me. Crikey running the line that if it wasn't for her misthinking one thing then we could ignore the years and years of corruption that have come out of it. It's like, <laughs> no, it's been revealed that she never could have been this like amazing premier with a glittering right. career because she was always being fucking corrupt. They're looking at it from 2012 to 2018. Jesus Christ. We found out she was corrupt I'm the whole sorry, time.
0: What, what, other, what other criminal gets that kind of benefit of the doubt? <laughs> if, legitimately, like if you look at someone Ned who's Kelly. a serial killer and they're like, well, well, yeah, Ned we, Kelly. We, we caught these two. <laughs> okay, aside from Ned Kelly, we caught this person.
3: Aside from the murders, John Wayne Gacy lived a murder-free life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like okay, context
0: matters, and clearly, like it's not just her committing these two murders. Sorry, Gladys, the, the koala killer. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: sorry, I just turned. I just had a twitch in my eye, and I turned into friendly Geordies. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Yeah, like, it's not just about, like, you know, the small things. It is a pattern that establishes her as a whole. And also it's really Mm. patronising to, like, only single out those separate things. Like, she is a grown-ass woman. She is very capable Mm. of being corrupt all by her goddamn self.
1: Yeah. 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 It's it's absolutely, like, look, if it wasn't for that scorpion stinging me this one time... Like, maybe this could have been the scorpion that really shook the scorpions are always stinging me thing. <laughs> fucking what? How are you not learning? This is what they fucking do. You idiot frog. Um, <laughs> but the, fro- the frog here represents the media. Um, and I feel like they've thrown everything. <laughs> the frog, like, also pretty scorpion-esque, if you look at it. <laughs> I,
0: I should mention, since I mentioned like the the, the sort of patronising view some people have had of this, um, a lot of the a, a lot of like sort of liberal, sort of progressive people that I've seen have decided to put a weird sort of feminist lens on it. Like you know, uh, oh, yeah. so here's a, a one. Um, it says, Gladys Berejiklian has resigned. Christian Porter remains in federal parliament. I can't Ugh. help but feel there's one standard for male leaders and a separate one for women.
1: <laughs> the woman respecter has Like, twisted. yes, they should both be in jail. <laughs> but like, <what> <laughs> <fuck>? like
0: <sighs> I, I just, it, it is, it's so unacceptable to make it, like, about men and women because she is fully corrupt and mm. she should also be, you know, answerable for her crimes in the same way that Christian Porter should be answerable for his alleged crimes. Um, mm. Like,
1: But it these- is nice seeing a female corrupt piece of shit for once. <laughs>
0: Sisters are doing it for themselves.
2: My idiot eight-year-old son is like, oh, can I be corrupt too? And I'm so proud of him. <laughs> the, the feminist take that I saw that m-
3: made me sick to my stomach was from uh, Jenny Makakos, who was the ex-minister for health for Labor, so, this should be a political opponent uh, weighing in. I can't help but feel sad that Gladys' long career of public service was felled by a man. Mm. <laughs> like, what, what is that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jenny, it was felled by a woman. Her. Hmm. She, 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 she th- this, this this idea like weighing and being like, nah oh, man, this is this this strong woman brought low by a man because we all know that when a woman has a boyfriend, the man mind controls her into making mistakes because women don't have any agency <laughs> inside their relationships. Yeah. Nor should they, because I'm a feminist and that's my fucking take. What the fuck? <laughs> oh that that tweet has been since deleted because mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. she didn't stand by that. She she hates women, I suppose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the reason why people use this sort of, this sort of argument as well is because um, quite some time ago, there was the argument that whenever a female CEO is brought into a company, there's, it's basically called the glass cliff. So the concept is that if a company is failing, they can use a bit of publicity to get a female leader or a CEO in. And then when the company tanks, they can say it's because of that. Which is a very yeah. archaic <laughs> argument, and look, I can see.
3: It. <laughs> I don't think that's what they did with New South Wales. No,
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. Like they have, they've extrapolated that out to say, well, it's always they want to put in a woman just to bring her down. It's like no, that's like a very flat understanding of the concept that that you know sort of metaphor raises. That it, and it also yeah. can't be used here because she has just been like this the entire time. <laughs> and also, New South Wales has been like this the entire time. It's not a failing. It's not a failing <laughs> startup.
2: Also, she did win at least one election, yeah. So, like, the New South Wales people were like, oh, this state's fucked. It's we're done. Let's vote in a, yeah. Woman. <laughs> a woman. Yeah, let's <laughs> vote in a woman." So collectively, we can blame it on her. Like. Oh, it's a bit much to think that, like, even though she was their p- state premier,
3: though, like, when she found out that her boyfriend was corrupt, she she couldn't have dumped it. It would have broken her poor little heart. She would have had to eat a whole tub of ice cream. Poor but, the, the,
2: the, the, yes, this is the other thing. It's like when, when we're talking about oh, she was unlucky in love and she was horrible. She stayed in a relationship with a corrupt person while she was still in politics. This is the thing. Yeah. Like, she didn't break yeah. up with him straight away. She broke up with him when they opened this brand new ICAC investigation last year. And then she was like, oh, now I should probably break up with him. Oh, so you didn't think that the years beforehand. And I want to look at that as her being a politician, not as someone going through a breakup. Girl boss can't get a boyfriend right. Fuck off with yeah. this shit. i want to look at her as, a, as an adult. Mm. Right? Like oh we've all had bad boyfriends. Yeah, when we were 20. But I not but not <laughs> even just as an adult, as an adult who wields genuine fucking power over the right. lives of people. Right. That's the yes. important bit.
0: I just want to thread the needle here too. Um the the tendency to infantilize um women in this way or infantilize yourself, um it's I have to bring it back. It can be a very white feminist reaction to criticism. Mm. Mm um it is a th- it's a response that in any normal circumstances they would also be offended by like if someone had come to me and if i had been bad at my job and i decided to quit because everyone knew how bad i was at my job and <laughs> Someone said to me, oh, it's really unfair that you were made to quit because of your boyfriend. I would be fucked off about it. And also, I would be fucked off if anyone mentioned my boyfriend in any context related to my work, unless it was something that I was doing something wrong. And in that case, I would have to resign.
1: (laughs) But in this case, it, it was for that like yeah, the but, whole reason she's resigning is because yeah, she's her boyfriend if,
0: but that's the thing like she that was a consensual relationship there was no manipulation of power there she is the premier of new south wales
3: mm. Yeah, she's not resigning because Daryl Maguire was corrupt. She's resigning because she was involved in Daryl Maguire's corruption. That's yeah. the
2: thing. They were they were corrupt separately when we teased them apart as politicians. Daryl Maguire was trying to use his seat and his position to enrich himself and using the Premier for that, whoever that was. And also Gladys Berejiklian, as Premier, was helping other MPs corruptly and illegally enrich themselves, whoever that yeah. was. That's the thing. Allegedly, says Isaac very frantically in the headphones. <laughs> if your
3: mate murders somebody and they call you up and they're like, hey, I did a murder and you're like, okay, and you go and help them hide the body and then you go to prison because you're an accomplice to the murder, like, that's not, oh, man, just because of my friend. <laughs> no, because
0: of you. But yeah, like, it, it, it's very much like, you know, you, you want to say, oh, I'm just a girl on one side but also you want to say a girl boss you can't have both you have to be one (laughs) or the other either you're too dumb to know what's going on or you're very smart and you're fully capable and you know exactly what you did wrong
1: is the defining feature because I'm trying to figure this out is the defining feature of being a girl boss um, just you're a woman over 50 with good arms (laughs)
0: <laughs> we call that we call that the Michelle Obama principle um, mm. fuck <laughs> it hell. um I mean I don't think age is necessarily a, qu- a qualify here although like if they are older than 35 you have to mention it as many times as possible about how they're mature and sensible and it's not about their age even though as you mentioned their age repeatedly fuck it um
1: hell. <laughs> yeah but
0: yeah it, it's basically like a girl the principle of girl boss is like you know she has control of all aspects of life including her physical Physical well-being. So yes, the toned arms are a necessity.
3: Shout-outs this week, women.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't respect women already, you better start respecting them.
2: for
3: fuck's sake okay no uh, but for real uh, the actual shout out I mean obviously the actual shout out there's a real shout out to women Uh, love your work Um, but the the, the, the prompt for this week is there's a petition going around that is to get gender affirming surgery into Medicare Uh, it's it's got a bunch of signatures already uh, and so uh, everyone's hoping that if it gets even more signatures then maybe it'll be something that parliament uh, you know won't be able to ignore so um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes Uh, uh, give it a sign only takes 10 seconds and then, you know, uh, all things going well, uh, we get gender-affirming surgery to Medicare and uh, it would drastically improve the lives of uh, a whole bunch of people. It'd be amazing. So go and sign it.
2: Thanks again for listening to another episode of Not Good Enough. Please share us with all of your friends and on your social media profiles that we know you have. You've seen the retweet and the share button and you're not using it. And We see you. Um, and we'd appreciate it if you could start using it, please. Um, word of mouth is really good for us. It's great. And if you want to engage with us on the socials and drive our metrics, we're on all the social media stuff at NotGoodPod. And you can shoot us an email, notgoodpod at protonmail.com.
0: Not Good Enough was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders and sovereignty was never ceded.